0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 94 of the Talking with a Dad podcast. This evening, a lot of stuff going on in the gaming world. Got some bunch of World of Warcraft news, got all this shit, but we don't care. We're going in deep. <laughs> We're going in deep on Fight Talk yet again. It just happens to be that they. this is one of the weird months in every few years that they try to fit two, uh, two pay-per-views in. Yeah. Um, yes,
1: yes, and yes, yes,
0: yes. It, that's, that's where it is. You guys know we like fights. So, Stevie, how are we doing tonight, man?
1: I'm doing good, man. Uh, you're right. It is. Uh, I almost forgot that this card was happening. We, uh, we're we not right. getting the full card that we expected. You know, obviously, Volkanovski <sighs> and. Uh... That's
0: the fight that got canceled.
1: Now, that was actually the fight I was looking forward to. But um, I'm not going to jump too far ahead. Really? Of myself. Just...
0: Do you really think I'm... Brian Ortega is going to give that much of an
1: issue? Um, I have Volkanovski beating Ortega, but here's the problem. I need Ortega out the way, and I respect him. I actually want Ortega to go up a weight class where I think he's actually going to be. Extremely successful. Sure. I, I really do think he's hurting himself to make this uh, weight class, but I need uh, Volkanovski to beat him so Max gets to run back. And let me just make my case on this, right? They're going to have to run that one back eventually. Oh, Max man. may be
0: – Imagine Max, Max losing be, a third time.
1: Uh, you salty seed drinking son of a bitch! You he didn't lose that second fight. (laughs) I don't know, man. I can
0: watch. I dude. I seriously though, I can watch that back and see how they judged it that way.
1: Yeah, I I I get. I it's not. I don't. It's
0: not DJ versus Henry Cejudo robbery.
1: Do listen. I told my doctor with my uh you know my uh, my condition which is uh obesity. I'm a fat piece of shit. That so I wouldn't get worked up like I usually do on the show, but God damn it, I've watched that fight a couple of times and I just have him winning. Now that could be my implicit bias. It very well could be. I but I do have him winning. I have him winning the second fight. The first fight, you could definitely make an argument that it was just close and, you know, he lost it. But the second fight he made the adjustments. But again, that's my implicit bias because I'm coming at this thing from a personal stake in fighting. And I'm just like, dude, I think he made the appropriate adjustments. I think he outscored him those first three rounds. But again, like Dana White, that egghead son of a bitch says, don't let it go to the judges, right? You know, everyone's got to be knocking everyone. <laughs> dude, I would take a job of Dana White in a second. Yeah, everything, I've ever, everything I've ever said bad about him, if he came here right now and he's like, hey, I'm paying you guys. We're going to kill uh, Norton and uh, Sarah. We're going to give you that little room and that fucking office on 34th Street. (laughs) Like, let's do it. But that's the fight I was looking forward to, man. Uh, But instead, you know, I'll shift my attention to the greatest heavyweight of all time. Maybe not by MMA's complete standards, but definitely the greatest heavyweight in uh, in the UFC that's ever existed. And in my mind, it is top three for the greatest MMA heavyweights ever. In fact, I would put him over... I would put Stepe over uh what is this guy's name? The Russian that everyone loves, man. Fedor. Fedor. Yeah. yeah. How many
0: of the Fedor fights were real? Right? That's that's the question. How many of those Pride fights were real and how many of them were
1: just rigged by the yakuza? You know, I, who knows. <laughs> how many of those guys were sober when they were fighting Fedor? <laughs> like,
0: how many times was Fedor sober when he was fighting? <laughs>
1: Dude, his fight with Kevin Randleman, that was an amazing throw. I think it's Randleman. I don't want to disrespect the man because he's dead. But uh, he got slammed, and I thought Fedor's neck had gotten snapped. And he got back up and won that fight. I'm yeah. not doubting his skills. I'm just <laughs> saying that Fedor was uh, the prototype for what a limber, agile heavyweight could do. In fact, I think he should have fought a light heavyweight. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Hold on. Can we yeah, talk about how- the
0: volkanovsky Holloway thing for a second? I had to look up the stats because I wasn't sure what the striking numbers were.
1: Go for it.
0: He outstruck it. him. Oh, Volk- Volkanovsky landed more strikes at a higher percentage rate than Holloway did. Listen
1: to me, fake news, man. And fake he, news.
0: And he had three takedowns where Holloway had zero.
1: That was the first fight. No, this is two, isn't it? That was the first. He. Did. I don't. I don't think he took took him down. The second fight. I could be wrong. I'm saying think.
0: Hold on. This is UFC 251. That's really recent, isn't it? That's Uzman versus Masvidal. Is that not the second fight? Yeah, it has to be, right? Because we're only at 260 right now.
1: I mean, it sounds right.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, that's that's the...
1: That's he had it. two takedowns in that fight. Three.
0: And Three? He, he had almost two minutes of, of top control.
1: No, that cannot be the same fight. I'm not screaming at you. I'm screaming at history. It cannot be the same fight. <laughs> I remember it so vividly in my head. <laughs> It Can, cannot be. Listen to me. You Max Holloway hater? You no, just, you just
0: I can't... like Max Holloway a lot, dude. I really do. I love watching Max Holloway fight. The, the, what he does is incredible. What he does to people is incredible.
1: And he's one of the best streamers on Facebook, folks.
0: <laughs> he's one of the only ones, actually. Um, but, you know, I also don't want to discredit Volkanovsky because Volkanovsky's sick.
1: Uh, listen, I'm not taking away anything away from the little fella. He is one monstrous little man. <laughs> He's tiny.
0: He was like 400 pounds at one point when he was playing rugby. Yeah, when he, was, when he was playing rugby.
1: But okay, let's 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 you know we'll do our our normal thing here, folks. Right. So we're here to bring you the news that the UFC doesn't want you to hear. Right. We're here to bring you the stuff that the nose, <laughs> Chael Sonnen, and other people will not say about MMA fighters and these matchups. And I'm gonna start off with a truth bill. Can we right not now. include
0: Chael Sonnen in that because? He says now, a lot Chels of
1: shit. He says a lot of shit that I, I I resonate with. I I know when I said it instantly, I was like, man, I was like, was like something oh, bad. Fuck. I, which is funny. God rest his soul. My my good buddy Alex Nitro was the guy that uh, convinced me that Chelsa is more than what he was uh, pretending to be. He was like, man, you got to read his book. He's a very intelligent dude. Never read the book, but Chelsea has a Grun- book. Yeah, he wrote a book. So did you, Faber? That I'm not shocked. It actually. Had- it actually has your, your Fabers book actually has tribal tattoo markings around it, and i was like man this is really tacky i'm like this is a book you wrote about your life it shouldn't have this how much stuff. do i is that real <laughs> yeah i mean that was the first edition but i'm sure you can find it on amazon that print i was like, i remember looking at it going why does this have this on here but let's get into the preliminary card first right <sighs> All right, I'm just—I I'm, don't,
0: don't even have the card pulled up.
1: <laughs> I'm—I'm going to take a step back here for—for for a second, folks. This card is going to be 69.99 oh, plus it bad? Tax. No, it's not bad, man. I know—I know most of these names on here, and each one of these fighters deserves to be getting the, the opportunity that they're getting. But if I just look at the preliminary card, the one I'm looking at it—looking uh, forward to the most on the prelims is the Alonzo Menafield versus Fabio Charent uh fight only because of Alonzo uh and I we'll get there in a second man. He's light heavyweight. This guy moves really really well and I I want to see him have success in his career. And featherweight uh Shane Young versus Omar Morales. Again, this is a pick'em fight. For me, I enjoy both of these guys fights. I enjoy both of their careers on the local circuits and uh watch going back and watching a lot of this stuff. I'm going to have to go with Shane Young on this one. For one simple reason, I know, I, know I, I know a Shane, and I'm gonna support. I'm gonna support this Shane. That's literally how far I had to reach. I tried to do some research and be professional for this show tonight, and I started going through it, and I was just like, oh, I'm not gonna make it through this. You didn't night.
0: even know this card was happening until 20 minutes ago.
1: <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I promise you, I had notes. <laughs> I had notes, people. <laughs> I didn't.
0: Yeah, I don't know how either. Of these guys are. I don't care. Uh, Khabib's cousin is fighting um Uh, so that's interesting
1: yes he's fighting jared gooden who's on the early prelims
0: yeah if i know someone's name on the early prelims and not in the prelims this you know it's gonna be bad oh there's only one fight nope don't know who that guy is let's go to the main card (laughs) oh we got um all right
1: we're out of here man we're out of here i i try to give the prelim guys some love man i try to give them some love but they deserve it, man.
0: You got you to gotta be a prelim fighter before you're a main card fighter, right? Like, everyone has to go through that. Every yeah. Everybody has gone through that, maybe minus, like, Vitor or something. Like, yeah, everybody no,
1: has. He did. He, he did, man. Was Once Vitor a. Not a prelim fighter, but he fought in the dark ages of the UFC. A lot of people forget this, and he became champion. Uh, light. I think it was light heavyweight champion when he was a young man. But yeah. the reason I bring that up is because I would much rather fight on today's prelims. Than the dark ages of the UFC. I would rather you know, be that.
0: a prelim fighter today than a headliner at UFC three. <laughs> yeah. Right, like that. That's just
1: that's just you know that's they're different. Like, um, they're like, here's your bottled water and your steroids and cocaine. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm a real athlete. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah, buddy. sure you are, pal. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and don't wear the shorts that are that tight. The other guys wear the tight shorts. You gotta wear the loose shorts. We know how to tell you
1: tell you apart. We brought you this kimono. We thought it would be a good gimmick for you to go in. I will say this about early (laughs) UFC stuff, right? The fact that the guy, if you ever go back and watch that documentary about UFC 1 and how everything came together, it's almost amazing. A miracle, some might say. Supernatural occurrence that we are where we are today. It is truly proof that there is a guiding force because this company should have folded.
0: Yeah, it's called Dana White.
1: Heretic. <laughs> come, uh, this this is not news it. to anybody. <laughs> Ninety-seven times, but I'm gonna let you pronounce Jamie's last name it's and Malarkey, uh, and Mister Worthy's first name.
0: <laughs> so I got Malarkey. Good luck with uh, good luck, comma? With,
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's comma worthy. worthy. Um, have you seen comma worthy fight before? I think I have actually. Yes, you you'll probably remember. I believe he got uh outstruck by uh one of the Eastern European fighters, and uh, he came in with a little smoke behind his name because he's basically uh, made a comeback in his career. Obviously, it's 16-7. and seven, Not the worst record in MMA, but not you know, what you would call an impressive record. He obviously would smoke me any time of day. But the one thing I saw in Mr. Worthy's fight, his last fight at Lightweight, was the fact that he did not give up. Like he was clearly outclassed, getting outstruck, and I liked the fact that he was still moving forward didn't let himself get discouraged because that's really easy to do, man. When you're against a higher caliber uh, fighter, and they're just showing you every part, every hole in your game, this man stayed in it the entire time. Yeah, uh, he Mr.
0: beat M- the guy who's fighting in the early prelims. By the way, did he? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's that poor bastard's name? Uh,
0: Which one, uh, That's a great name, man. Great I name. just I took a guess, took a shot in the dark on that one um I mean, yeah no i've definitely seen this guy fight before um yeah. it's, it's probably his first time on a on a main a on main, main card, card especially at a pay-per-view for sure um i mean they transitioned everything up a bit obviously since right we with the volkanovski yeah. ortega fight being out which man i'm looking yeah. forward to that fight i hope we, that just gets pushed back like a month or two and then uh
1: what was the situation there who tested positive for i COVID? think
0: volkanovski did or some, okay. or
1: someone in his camp.
0: Um okay. for sure. Makes so sad about sense. that. Sad about that. I want to see the champ fight. I always like when champions yeah. fight, right? Like it doesn't matter what division, what you know, what fighter it is. I always right. like when champions fight.
1: It's it's always a spectacle, it's interesting. No, it is, man, especially when you get multiple championship fights on the same card because then I'm a person that believes that the co-main event should also be a five-rounder, right? I just paid $69 for this. I believe that I should get two five-round events in one fight, especially for $69. But when we have two championship fights, the drama is there. You know, multiple belts could change in a night. Usually when it's multiple championship fights, it never goes the way that I expect it to go. Everyone retains or everyone loses their belt, depending on which side I picked. It it (laughs) always happens. (laughs) But, Mr. Malarkey, I don't know much about you. I do recognize your face. I've seen your fights before i'm sorry guys we're gonna you know you made it on here because another fight got axed and this is a this is one of those cards man where i'm gonna do my best to pay for it legally right in every in every sense of the word
0: this is right he's gonna go stick up an old lady to get the money for it but he's gonna pay for it legally
1: in the eyes of dana (laughs) yes i have to appease my egg-headed god uh moving on to jillian robertson and, and miranda maverick i did it uh it's Miranda, but I I decided to go English and call him Miranda. Got it. I feel it I, I feel I feel the Brits are always schooling us in this sense, like except for your name, they would be stuck saying it the exact same way Americans would. There would be no way they could be like, you know, say a more posh version of Zach. They would just have to say no, it like it's we four
0: do. letters. <laughs> like how <laughs> how could you make
1: that any different? But m- maybe they would say I don't know. Who Miss uh, Maverick is? Have you? Seen, I've never seen her before. I don't either. And she's the uh, she's the betting
0: favorite, right? Is she? She's one oh, sixty seven. No, 167's underdog, right? Minus one sixty seven is an underdog. No, that's a favorite. Minus is a oh, favorite, right? Yeah, she's, she's the favorite in this uh, yeah. fight, which is strange to me because Jillian Robertson is actually a, a fucking savage. Um,
1: yeah, I know who she is, and I know her body of work, and she's yes. an amazing fighter.
0: Yeah, she's fun to watch. She yeah. uh, she's someone that you know, very clearly will never give up. She's going to keep going gotcha. for it. So,
1: yeah. 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 I'm
0: excited um, for that. Nine and five, ten and
1: two. I'll, I'll watch this one. I'll, I'll care in for this one. But sorry, ladies. Again, this is an overarching point that we're trying to make here. Not really that pumped up for your fight, though. Would have preferred to see you fight on the fight night. I'm glad you're getting paid. Let's get into the meat of it. <laughs> My man. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> this guy's Sean... a fucking clown. <laughs> Sean Sugar O'Malley. It's Sugar Sean O'Malley. Sugar Sean O'Malley making his comeback. According to him, undefeated. <laughs> undefeated. Won that fight via kicked in the leg too many times.
0: Won that fight via di- taken out on a stretcher.
1: Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> well, well, hold on for a second. He was like, he was forced to do that. I was like, right, geez, right. You were reeling in pain when they took you out.
0: Right, there. right. Macy Barber was forced to walk out on her torn ACL, and exactly. you were forced to go out on a stretcher on your drop foot. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you're ever hearing the overarching uh, real love for Sean O'Malley here, uh, dude. I was a fan of Sean O'Malley. When he, when he, uh, the first time he, he got injured and he still beat the guy when there was like a lot of time left in that round, I was like, wow, this, this kid's gonna be fun. His striking's really good, it's really quick, it's really, it's really fun to watch. But the fucking gimmick ruins it for me, man. This, I'm undefeated, I've never been beat. Cheeto Vera didn't destroy my leg and take me out. I was gonna win that fight if that didn't happen. Like, I, I don't believe it at all. You've now gotten injured in the same way in the same leg twice in three right. fights, I think. Like No, you're gonna be injury prone for the for the most of your career until you retire. Never a ranked fighter, in my opinion. Neither of the guys are ranked. I don't know I don't know if he ever breaks top fifteen. I, I, I just don't. There's a lot of hype around him because he's he's a he's a young kid that yeah. comes yeah. in and, and he has kind of the same thing that Asanya has, where he's like an internet guy and like he's yeah, relatable yeah, yeah, yeah. and but he's just an he's just an arrogant prick, and, and sometimes it doesn't exactly work out for you. And I think his gimmick is pretty short shortly going to be found out and given up.
1: Yeah, in regards to personality, being able to carry his brand, he's not my cup of tea. I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I have never tuned into one of his Twitch streams, but no hate on you, player. Get that Skrilla, as they say. Apparently, people do enjoy hearing him talk. I don't know what his viewership count is like. But if I'm if I'm listening to him, you know he's doing fairly well. Here's my problem with Sugar uh, Sugar Shane Sugar Shane O'Malley. I want to believe the hype, right? I believe in his physical capabilities. I think striking is crisp. I think his movement looks really good. But he is injury prone. What needs to happen now is after a loss, and that's what it is. There's no doubt about it, right? It doesn't matter that he caught he did catch Cheeto with a couple of clean fights that led me to believe that I'm like all right. O'Malley is going to put him out of here pretty soon. But you lost. And you lost, you lost due to leg kicks. You never hear Carlos Condit complaining about his loss to Tyron Woodley. You know why? Because Tyron Woodley is the reason his leg was injured. Right. And Carlos Carlos Condit is one of my favorite fighters. But he took that L. He was just like, yeah, yeah. my leg got blown out, and it got blown out from a kick. Sure. And the guy who threw the kick was Tyron Woodley. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why he won that fight. You just take that L. Now the problem is he's going up against Thomas Almeida, who has had, in my opinion, a great start to his career. I know before you people come for me, I know who he's lost to, I know what is, I know what those four losses are. I get it. I still believe in Thomas Almeida, and I think this is a good fight for us to start seeing who uh, Sean O'Malley uh, really but is. Wait,
0: you see, he lost to Cody Garbrandt and and Jimmy Rivera back to back. Like those are those like. Those are- in a time in 2016,
1: hold on for a second. In, on, in
0: 2016, he lost to Cody Garbrandt. Wasn't not Cody Garbrandt
1: not the champion right then and there? Listen, you're doing that thing again where you're looking at it from your point of view and you're using something called deductive logic and intelligence. I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to the idiots they are going to be like, "Dude, this guy's on a he's on a losing streak. When was his last win? 2018. 2018.
0: No. No. 2016. 20, okay. Wait, hold on. Let me make sure. Right. He lost to Jimmy. He lost to Jimmy. Well, it was a. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. So he beat Albert Mar- Marias, lost yeah. to Jimmy Rivera, lost to Rob Font.
1: Yes. Lost to Jonathan Martinez. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I still believe in this kid. I believe in him. I think he could turn it around. He's just... a. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's a he's a tough kid man but the thing we have to see from sean o'malley is is he the real deal now i'm starting to lean more towards zach's opinion based off of his annex in the public sphere on twitter dude if i'm his handler if i'm anyone that's trying to help this man build a fortune beyond the life of fighting yeah. like, give me your friggin' phone you need to stop doing your own thinking and talking and run everything through this filter your job is to show people how great of an athlete and combat athlete you are and right now i'm not seeing it but he's back so what are we going to see first i believe thomas almeida being the intelligent fighter please don't make me look idiot on the internet <laughs> wouldn't be the first
0: time won't be the last it doesn't matter
1: dude i'm always picking these underdogs man because i'm like i believe in their skill set and they go out there and they're like duh <laughs> Get freaking smoked. what was the guy's name was a dauber Dover, freaking- <laughs> Drew Dober <laughs> Dover, I friggin' amped you up, man. I believed in your skill set, and you got smoked. <laughs> yeah, but you picked against
0: Islam Makhachev, right? That's a, that's a hard, that's a hard person to pick against, right? That was a silly it's- pick. I believed in his skill set, man. I looked at it. That life. dude got <laughs> choked out at will and he waited until the third round to do it. That was one of the funniest funniest finishes to a fight I'd ever seen in my life cuz I was like doing something and I look over and I'm like, "Oh.
1: Oh, he's, he's like, I, "Oh, he's dead." Uh, he wasn't like that 3 seconds ago. It's so funny how you were like casually watching that fight, but I was so invested in it, <laughs> and I just kept sinking into my chair. And I'm like, <sighs> "Dude, so Thomas uh, Thomas Almeida is uh, obviously going to get now because I picked him is obviously going to get knocked out of the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, just throw it into the. Yeah. But look at that record: twenty two and four. I know, I know. Twenty two fights. A lot of people are going to say a lot of things. Most of those fights are probably and. Uh, Latin America, how can we validate that? I believe in this kid, man. Sean O'Malley is a great fighter, but he's long. He's lanky. That's going to open up the leg kick. It's going to open up the body kick. If Sean O'Malley wins this fight, we will know more, in my opinion, about him as a fighter, about how he will persevere through this. Because no matter what he says, he's coming off a loss, and he's coming off a loss after being the UFC's next hype train, which I really don't understand. I don't know who's picking these people. I understand his impressive wins. If we're picking him based on that, then great. Let's hype this kid up. But don't pretend like this guy's got a winning personality. Dude,
0: I, you know I, I mean? don't understand what like what you, what you anyone means by impressive wins. He beat a, a guy whose name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, uh, Jose Alberto, I don't know how to say his last name, Quinoa is what I want to say. Um, Quinoa. <laughs> and an old Eddie, Eddie Winland, right?
1: Wylan. He smoked, smoked Wylan.
0: But that guy has the fucking 40 fights under his belt. He was there specifically for- To get smoked. To get smoked by Sean O'Malley. And then he fights yeah. someone who is a known fighter in, in Cheeto Vera, and he kicks him twice, and his, and his leg gives out on him, right? Like,
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, we'll so, see we'll see where where o'malley is i don't like i i really don't like the antics my the the fighters that i like the most are the ones that are that are really really humble in defeat adesanya was a very good example of that after he got beat by yeah. Blokovic. Uh, just how incredible of a how incredible you can take a loss and right he clearly is in the denial mode of loss Yes, you know he was he was twelve and zero. Everyone's always undefeated, undefeated again. Twelve is not really that big of a number. Khabib has shown us that, and then gets beat in a just not a great way. Like those injuries happen. You know you can't you can't say you can't look at that and go oh well, he got hurt that's how the fight's over. But you know no. Thiago Santos took John Jones to the potentially his closest fight ever. Yeah, on two torn ACLs, right? So you can't, well, these are different people, but you can't go, oh, we lost because of an injury and, oh, you know, is that that's not that big of a deal. It, it It's a loss, right? A loss is a loss and how yeah. you deal with loss is is how you're perceived forever in combat sports, and so far it's not been great.
1: Yeah, and unless your next victory wipes away the taste of that loss, right? So he needs to come in and he needs to beat And when I say he, I mean Sean. He needs to beat Thomas, like, badly. From the first, even if he doesn't knock him out, from the first bell to the last bell, it has to be a clear, decisive victory. But there are still people that are still amping this kid up. I agree with your assessment of it, dude. He's a a sore loser. Either that or he's clearly delusional, right? He, He clearly doesn't understand the fight game if he doesn't understand that he lost that fight due to kicks. The problem is it's always going to be the what if, right? It's going to be the what if, what could, what could be, what could happen. So this is an opportunity to prove that. Again, you're right. He beat Eddie Wyland, who once upon a time was a title conteng- uh, contender himself in the UFC, but he was from a different era for the right. WEC uh, w- <laughs> w- and uh, UFC, man. We're talking about a, a way different era. And Weiland is the perfect type of fighter for Sean. He fights very loose and with his hands down. He's begging to get knocked out by the taller guy. So. It's going to be interesting to see this. But again, at Bantamweight, let's stop pretending Sean O'Malley is the next marketable guy. I don't see it. That's my big issue here. I don't know how they're picking these guys. Like, I get the not, if we're just marketing him off the knockout, but is there something I'm missing in my? I know I'm going to be 40 in May, but am I missing something? Like, am I not understanding? Dude, I don't like, get it either. Clearly, everyone. I saw someone write on Twitter that this guy's hilarious. I'm like, he's never said anything funny. Ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: know, like, he really. And that. he's he's clearly he's clearly not funny. Right when the uh, when Askren and um, Chase Hooper did the thing, Sean O'Malley was asked to be involved as well. Do you remember this? And yes, because they, they all have the curly, funky hair and he, de- he denied. Gold. Right. He denied ever wanting to do it. Right. Yeah. Like, no, 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 he clearly can't take a joke. Uh, and I, I don't. Yeah, I don't like the gimmick, dude. Connor, Connor did this thing that made the sport real weird for a long time and continues to make the sport weird five years after he was relevant uh um, even after he
1: stops even after he stopped doing it
0: yeah even right? after he stopped
1: he, he he even quit the gimmick because so many people brought on to it yeah yeah like you know you know who killed it so it started i won't say it started with Chell, but Chell was probably one of the best trash talkers the and best promoters. is the best trash the talker and then connor just took it to a next level really it ramped up more with the aldo fight that's when we started seeing like, yeah. the darker side of Con- of Conor's promotion. But Aldo had all of that stuff coming in. I'm an Aldo fan, but the f- fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, like... You're going to lose eventually. Yeah, not easy to promote an Aldo fight to the casual fan. Sure, People who've never seen him before don't understand how great he is, and he doesn't really need to do a lot of talking. But, so Conor had to do it. Sean O'Malley, I get what he's trying to do, but he's not even that boisterous where it's worth listening to him. Yeah, he he needs to come out and starch. My poor pick, Thomas. <laughs> like but, he needs to come out and starch him. Most likely
0: he will, right? Yeah. Almeida no. is, is on a th- two or three fight, a four fight losing streak over five years, right? This is a this is very clearly another tune up fight for Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Which yes. is crazy because he's the only person the UFC has ever gotten
1: multiple tune up fights, right? No, he's not the only person. I can name seven people, not right now, who've gotten tune up <laughs> fights, and it, it's amazing that they always do this. <laughs>
0: Seven.
1: Not at this moment. Not, right. <laughs> Not in this particular moment, but you know that I'm right about this. Yeah. Listen, I'm uh. So if you're if I'm picking, and I'm going to ask you to pick, I'm picking Thomas. I'm picking Thomas. Yeah. I know I'm going to regret On
0: Unprincipled. I'm picking Thomas Almeida as well.
1: All right.
0: Uh, chime in in the comments. We'll and, die. We'll die on that hill together.
1: <laughs> and the recap or the live stream, if you're a real true MMA fan. Who are you picking, man? Are you picking the loud mouth Sean O'Malley, who can't accept his his loss due to leg kicks and keeps blaming it on various different things? And you know what's crazy? His cross. Speaking of Sean O'Malley, his cross jab is so clean. Yeah, I don't like his striking is good. I don't like any other part of his striking. I'm more of a traditional, orthodox fighter myself. I I love that type of striking. I know that it's safe it's sound and it's always going to produce it works it's going to produce amazing effects the low loose guard not for me but speaking of low and loose (laughs) and not really being effective (laughs) (laughs) wow man you're you're setting poor Tyron Woodley up for for failure you know it's true bro Tyron
0: Woodley has there uh, ever been a champion who has fallen from grace as hard and as fast as Tyron Woodley
1: no, but let me tell he you. He was a
0: world beater.
1: He was beating yeah.
0: everybody.
1: Like the crazy thing was he didn't get his respect on the ascent. And he's definitely and he... not
0: getting it on the way down either. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what's your assessment? What do, you, what do you think that's about before we get into the actual fight? What he is it about Tyron Woodley?
0: Tyron Woodley, after his loss started taking on 15 other projects. He went and started rapping. He went and started doing all these other things, production and and all this other stuff on the side and took time away from from fighting, right? Was it Chael that said that when the worst, no, it would have even been Rogan, the worst position to be in as a fighter is someone one foot out the door and not accepting that you're on your way out. Yeah. Because you don't quite realize that you're not putting enough effort in or you're not willing to put enough effort in. And you're going to go in there and fight the world caliber people because you right. you are or were at one point world world class and a champion of Tyron Woodley. Yeah. And you're just going to keep getting beat and beat and, until you realize it, it's your time was gone five years ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, I so the speaking of all that, he did that stuff while he was champion and while he was injured. And I, this is where I think people really started to fall out of grace with him. The rap album, never a good idea if you've been on the bench for like a year, right? Nobody <laughs> yeah, wants right. <laughs> the the friggin' now TMZ sports. I thought that was a good move for his uh, his future career or endeavors as a commentator. True. but dude, people want to see you be active. Let's look at his resume here for a second, though. We're talking about Tyron Woodley, right? No, I I know I respect
0: this, Tyron Woodley a lot.
1: Well, you know, we don't respect him too much. He fought one of our favorite fighters, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And I don't ever want to see Stephen Wonderboy lose. But I was rooting for Tyron Woodley in that fight. <laughs> I was rooting for Tyron in that fight. And I think that's when the real dissent for Tyron Woodley, and this is not his fault. He knocked out or he beat two. He's a victim of beating legends, right? So he beat Carlos Condit and he wouldn't accept what people were saying, like, oh, run it back, run it back. He's like, No, I beat that man. He's like, I blew his leg out with a kick. He didn't trip. He didn't stumble. And that's where it started. It started right there, right? Because before, he wasn't very vocal. But when he knocked out Robbie uh, Lawler and took the belt, people insta-started hating him. Like It was like almost Right, insta-
0: because because <laughs> that kind of fight should have happened again, right? Right. It, it might, at this point, happen again. Uh, on Tyron <laughs> Woodley skid down. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, he has had some fights. Gastle him. Yeah. He fought yeah. beat Robbie Lawler, fought uh Steven Thompson, lost to Rory McDonald. W- that's yeah. not an easy fight for anybody. Uh no. beat Damian Maya and then beat Darren Till. Like yeah. but after that, man, he's lost to like the the best people in that division, right? Yeah. He's lost yeah. to Kamar Uzman, who at this point I don't see anybody in that division beating Kamar Uzman right now. Nope. More so than I didn't see anyone ever beating Khabib. Honestly, Camaro I, I, could be as dominant as he wants for
1: essentially as long as he wants. I don't see anyone beating him. Um, I w- I would agree with that statement. I think the most dangerous guy to his his reign was Burns, and he went in there and he took his best punch and, and got beat him, back and just yeah. beat him and just beat
0: him right. Yeah. Then Woodley loses to Burns again. Yeah. Burns is no joke. Burns, so. I, I could have... Burns, I had 50-50 against Camaro, but after Camaro takes ex- ex- everything he had, just like you just said, and gets back up and just beats him, like, yeah. is one of the most insane things. Then he loses to Colby Covington by a broken rib or something. Um, yeah. Like, if he loses to Vicente Luque, Tyron Woodley's gone, I think. that's four. Yeah, yeah. That's four fights in a row most people's career in the ufc at least doesn't survive four losses in a row i don't see it going much past that and at that point you really have to question you know if you were the champion three years ago and you're now losing to someone who is in just on the edge of the top 10 you know where where is your career going where is your career heading you have so many other options outside of the ufc like is it time to pursue those full time instead of splitting your time with that and training you know it's it's real questionable but if he wins right and if he wins in a dominant fashion you know and it looks like the Tyron Woodley of old like Tyron Woodley could be back in the top 5 next week and yeah. you know fighting some of the guys in the top 5 again
1: yeah it's 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 interesting man because thinking about the long you know his career as a whole coming from strike force he's been finished before he's been finished a couple of times and uh I'm thinking that if he beats Vicente Luque me personally if I'm a family member I I would probably never ask anyone to retire but I would say this would be a good way to go out now why am I saying that Tyron Woodley has not only had a long MMA career He's had a long af- athletic career. True. This guy was a, a college he's,
0: wrestler. Didn't realize he was yeah. 38 years old.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the wear and tear on his body, I think, is starting to really show. But there's also this, something that happens with Tyron Woodley that happens to another fighter I really enjoy, which is Holly Holmes. He has a huge tell, and everyone's aware of it. His tell is he's going to start backing up against the cage. Yeah, exactly. And he's cocking back that right Dude, hand. He's...
0: <laughs> listen, man. He's been waiting to throw that right hand for four fights, three fights. Vicente Luque might be on the on the end of a literal atomic missile. We're not sure yet. He's going to pull out really... the same punch he hit Darren Till with.
1: Yeah. But the, see, but look at how he beat Darren Till. He decided to do something he rarely does. And Move I don't know forward. if it's. He's, yeah, he moved for it and he took him down. You know, he stopped doing that. And I don't know if his if it's knees are blown out. I noticed the same thing with Danny No one's Korn knees are
0: as bad as Kamaro Usman's. The guy can't even walk on a sidewalk. He has to walk downstairs backwards. So don't give me the his knees are blown out thing. I, 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 after I heard I that Kamaru has to walk downstairs backwards to not fuck his knees up worse, I. Sorry, my
1: my yeah. knees feel fine, my friend. Listen, man, some guys are just built different, and Kamar Usman is a man's <laughs> man. Like, he's the type of dude that drinks another guy's whiskey after that guy spits it out and complains about it not being spitty enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> enough, <laughs> I don't Tyron, like Woodley, <laughs> Tyron Woodley needs to break a lot of – and I hate saying this because I really enjoy him – he needs to break a lot of bad habits, right? This is a guy that we were once upon a time talking about fighting GSP, the greatest welterweight to ever live. He was in the conversation of being the greatest welterweight. Whether you dislike yeah. his win over Wonderboy Thompson, he beat the dude twice, knocked him down, and the latest part of the rounds, a very technical fighter. I'd like to see you get in there with Wonderboy Thompson and no tell you me wouldn't. you're going to bum, bum rush in. Anyone that's ever rushed that man usually looks the same way after they rush him. Like, holy yeah. shit, I just got hit. I got hit with a Street Fighter combo, so Tyron fought him smart. (laughs) Same thing with with uh, Damian Maya. Everyone's like, "Why didn't he take him down? Why didn't he just dominate him?" Like the only guys who dominate Damian Maya are really dominant wrestlers. I don't know why he didn't do it, but he knocked him down. He had him hurt.
0: There is no reason, and that's that's a real casual question, to ever take Damian Maya down. You were you are going to outstrike him unless you're Ben Askren. You are
1: going to outstrike him, and if you take him to the ground, he is going to fuck you up. you got to have the ability to control him. Kobe, all the wrestlers who've ever beat Damian Maya did one thing, and they did it correctly. Like They got him down, and they went immediately to side control. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, like, I'm not going in this guard. I'm not going to give him the chance to reverse me. And the one guy who didn't do that, Ben Askren, Got he, he got, got strangled. Yeah, he got strangled. He got, yeah. Got so looking at Tyron Woodley, man, I, this is a sad day for me, Zach, to be honest with you, man. Like, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to cover it with any sarcasm or anything like that. This man was my pick to go down in history for beating George St. Pierre's record. Obviously, now that's probably going to be Kamaru Usman. But at one point, I literally There's told Cash, I was like, Tyron Woodley might be the guy to do it. I, I, if he loses the if There has never
0: day, been a more wrong statement ever said ever. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I realize that. now. I should, he is. He knocked out Darren cut. Till with one of the craziest punches because he hit him so hard his hair stood up straight. Like, it's such a good picture moment. Yes. And then just Kamara was there looking going, all right, my friend, you, you have to die now. And, yeah. Uh, yeah and he broke him. He broke him. He broke him bad. He too, broke dude. him bad. Yeah.
1: Um I Vicente Luget, say. Yeah. Vicente Luget is an interesting fighter who I also believe in. But very uh, good, yeah. Very good fighter, very aggressive, very durable. Uh obviously he got his ass kicked from bell one to the last bell by Wonderboy. <laughs> and, but, but who doesn't? Who
0: doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> Including fucking uh <laughs> Anthony Pettis. That yeah. happened and he hit him with a Superman punch and knocked him out, which is incredible to me. But he was getting his ass kicked. Yeah, but yeah, everyone he, he, does.
1: Yeah, he was, he was getting handled. Steve Wonderboy Thompson is a real dude. Uh, Vicente Luque is not a man not to be trifled. He can punch yeah. with both hands. He puts together combos. He will hurt you to the body. He has devastating leg kicks and he has um, above average jits. I would not be surprised if he follows the same pl- uh, game plan that Rory McDonald laid out for everyone else with Tyron Woodley. I believe it was Rory McDonald that laid it out first. Uh, move forward, get him against the cage. If he looks like he's cocking that thing back, pop back, hit him with a couple of jabs. Yeah, keep hitting him <laughs> until he doesn't know what to do. And that's – it's sad, man. It's – you know, it's him. Tyron Woodley and Holly Holmes, right? Holly Holmes has got the – And right, and people know she's, yeah, coming. Yeah. she's coming in for an attack. He's got a horrible tell. In fact, if we're ever confronted by Tyron Woodley at a bar, all we gotta do is push him against the bar. We're just gonna keep him. <laughs>
0: Listen, I'll let you take care of that. I'm gonna run. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna In need In theory, Tyron. This should work. <laughs> In theory. Oh, <laughs> go- man, dude, I feel so bad for Tyron Woodley, man, because that guy has a that guy's career is gonna be is always gonna be overlooked. Because he, he had yeah. a fantastic career. He really yeah. has. He's beaten some good names. You yeah. know, he's had a lot of really, really memorable fights. His career is entirely going to be overlooked in the, in the grand scheme of things because he's yeah. sandwiched somewhere in between GSP and Kamaru Usman, right? Yeah, and no one is going to care who comes in between GSP and Kamaru Usman. He's going to be the two yeah. greatest welterweights of all time, right? Yeah. And no one is going to care. That would be an interesting fight, GSP versus Kamaru, Um if that might get GSP interested enough to come out
1: of come out of hiding, um, he'd have a better chance with Khabib. He'd have a better chance with a smaller guy. I I, do I think believe so Kamaru too.
0: <laughs> I th- listen. I, I'm not saying I don't I don't believe that, but that would be the fight, right? Because be what do you got? Two more fights, and Kamara is is unquestionably potentially yeah. the greatest welterweight ever, right? And you yeah. could look at him and see that right now. Yeah, And then when that question starts coming up and when they start saying it on, on you know, during events, you know, does GSP come out of hiding? But, you know, you got two years for that. How long does he really have?
1: I, I, I don't think GSP can get to training in. Like, it was dangerous to even think about him fighting Khabib. And I know what I said on record. I think he has the intelligence to beat Khabib. But yeah. That's a dangerous fight That's coming off it, the couch. Literally for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it could have all gone horribly wrong like the intelligence thing it's there if he's able to keep it up five rounds against Khabib but Khabib literally only needs a millisecond right he only needs wow. a
0: millisecond he's about two minutes to work his <laughs> way for you to get <laughs> your back on the cage and then set up that one shot but in that shot if you don't fucking get away you're done yeah.
1: so here's the crazy thing now uh about Kamar Uzman and uh and t- uh, Tyron Woodley specifically man uh, his greatest moment highlight of his career for me personally not the robbie Lawler knockout it's when he knocked out and retired josh Koscheck from the ufc sure that was a frameable moment if you look up the actual stance he had over Koscheck after he starched him the first punch definitely put Koscheck down and he's like in a weird position where he's basically hovering off the ground not quite on his ass yet and then fucking freaking tyron woodley catches him with another one, and completely starches him. He looks like Ali of old for a split second in this pose. And in that moment, I was like, man, this dude's going to be champion. Um, You're right. He is going to be remembered as the guy that held the belt, unfortunately, between. And so many things have not gone his way, man. Uh, I don't know if you were watching your uh, MMA at this point. He was supposed to fight Johnny Hendricks, right? Another guy who's going to be remembered as a guy who held the belt. In between yeah. GSP and, and the guy who took GSP to the, uh, you know, to a damn near a loss. I won't say his only loss, but uh, you know, it's ob- it's obvious to me. I think that Johnny Hendricks is probably on all the steroids at this point. But he was supposed to fight Tyron Woodley twice. I assume he and somehow this. somehow. People got mad at Tyron Woodley that that fight had been canceled twice due to Johnny Hendricks having to pull out due to injury or some other reason. And he's that fighter, man. Like, things don't go his way, but he doesn't help himself. He has been vocal when he's needed to be quiet, right? So sometimes things are racist, and I won't deny, maybe they are racist, right? But screaming racism because you're not being promoted, that has to do more with you than it has to do with Dana White. Like, there has to be something there to promote. It's not boxing, unfortunately. You know, it's like you just aren't making yourself very marketable by, you know, no one likes your personality. You know, I would have stuck with the commentator thing and leaned back on my wins, but he kept being extremely vocal about how I'm underappreciated. And some of that was true, but also dude, stop saying it, go out there and continue to win. That's what you need to do, bro. You need to go out there and win. You need to do what Demetrius Johnson, his friggin' best friend, ironically, (laughs) like, Demetrius never got promoted. He never got promoted, but he just kept going out and winning.
0: He was in a weird spot, in, and uh, and was in that is going to be in that spot very shortly, where no one had to promote DJ because no one was going to beat him. Right, and, and that that was exactly where Demetrius Johnson was, right, and he lost to Henry Cejudo, right? I guess, like,
1: yeah, that's a good way to put it,
0: but. There was no reason to ever promote Demetrius Johnson because if Demetrius Johnson was on a card, it was, okay, he's going to win, yep. right? Because arguably, it's, he, is the, he is the most technical, purely technical mixed martial artist that has ever lived, right? There's
1: agree with that. <laughs> like agree with that.
0: What, what are you going to do? He's going to do the same thing in one, right? He's going to do the exact same thing in one. And, Are you going
1: to watch uh, his one fight on TNT first American televised I mean, fight? I'll figure out how to watch it. Sure, but yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. We'll, f- we'll get you hooked up. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll we'll figure it out.
0: out. <laughs> I'll figure it out. It's not that big of a deal. But like you know, Kamaro's going to be the same way, right? You look at the top ten in that division. The only right. person he hasn't beat at this point is Wonderboy, right? Like yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. What do you yeah. like? What is there for Kamaro? At Welterweight, there's nothing, right? There's there's nothing left for him.
1: I would honestly make. So here's the thing about the Masvidal fight. I think there's a lot of delusional people running around. Oh, I would have made...
0: He's going to do so, the exact same... He's going to finish Masvidal this time, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, he right? probably is. He, he more than likely is. Here's the crazy thing, though, right? I think you and I forgot something. There's another reason Tyron's unpopular. Leon Edwards. He had the opportunity to go fight Leon Edwards in London, and he was like, no, why do I have to travel? Cause you lost, uh, you oh recently right? Like was yeah, that no, was that the so,
0: beginning of uh, COVID?
1: Yeah, right before COVID. But I, I get it, man. But I agree with you in regards to the uh, Kamar Usman thing. At this point, so let's say Kamar Usman beats uh, Masvidal, which he will. Then he fights. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't think that goes any different. Honestly. Then he fights Kobe, and he let's say he, he that's going to be a tough fight. I believe he or he might just finish him in the first round. Who knows with these rematches? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you know after that then if he you decides think he fights to,
0: colby again i think he does that's fair no I, I'm, I don't i don't disagree with it i think colby's a good fight i think i was one of the colby versus uzman <laughs> one was is, is an incredible fight very very it's good caught. fight
1: unless they put colby up against uh wonder boy which i could see them doing right to, that's to a get hard clear. fight for
0: wonder boy man that's a really that not, hard, he gets taken is, down and he's just gonna get work that's a really hard fight for wonder boy
1: or Kobe looks like Johnny Hendrix when he was trying to get on the inside. <laughs> of Wonder Boy, he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> stop hitting me!" <laughs> Wonder Boy's like, "I'm sorry, man. I gotta hit you into the reptiles." You did You doing okay over
0: there, buddy? You doing okay? It's like, I've never seen anyone be that nice and that mean at the same time.
1: But you know, if kamar beats, if he beats those two guys, if he beats Wonder Boy and Kobe, and you know, he beats Moss with all—that's it. You know, that's it. greatest. Greatest of all time, because it, I think sometimes greatness comes, and I was saying the same thing about Tyron Woodley. It's about the caliber of uh, opponents, and this is where Demetrius Johnson had a hard time, right? Where sure. It's like, well, let's look at the caliber of the opponents, and this is where John Jones usually gets too much credit, but rightfully so.
0: Yeah, John Jones has one of the most impressive resumes that anyone's ever ever could have. He beat the and, who's who of of light heavyweight in a row
1: in his time you
0: know hold on of their time and his time time. right let's not mistake that he fought at the tail end of an era and then made his own era Era. right that that's what's impressive about john jones is that not only did he fight in an era where people thought they were crazy he beat all of those people and then went on to beat the more technical of the eras in gus and
1: dc right and yeah and he beat here's the thing man i think if someone came in and asked me what's your favorite jones win they would be really surprised by my answer it's actually not against dc or gus it's against glover because for me when as a jones fan <laughs> that was the one i was really worried about glover to share was like this un he wasn't unknown but he was this monster that had been waiting to get his visa and come to your the the silent to- assassin <laughs> you yeah, had to kill john jones right he he's, he fights out of the same thing as uh chuck liddell the pit same camp and i'm like oh he's chuck liddell reborn and john had beef with chuck liddell and then he killed poor bader right bader was kind of winning Ron that bader. fight and then <laughs> ryan bader that was the <laughs> scariest fight tyron woodley in this regard man so maybe he isn't a johnny Hendricks, and robbie Lawler definitely got to some decisions namely the carlos condit one people felt like carlos Condit got robbed and i i would i would agree with that one man i think carlos could have got that nod and then he gets beat by uh, tyron woodley a man i was wrong i was wrong you know and it doesn't change how great of an athlete he is or great of a fighter i was really convinced that this guy was going to sit on that throne for quite some time he but did if I'm though, pretty...
0: for like almost almost you know over two years like two and a half years and he defended yeah. it four times, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, he, he has kept... four defenses. And, you know, wh- what are you going to do? Like or three defenses, sorry, and a draw. But yeah. four defenses like that's a that's by anybody's standards. That is a very, very good career. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not GSP who defended it right. what, nine or ten times. Right. right. Not nine times. Like, I I don't know. Like, what, what is it that...
1: Uh, what do you do? Like, if he loses this fight...
0: He's out. But He has to he's, retire. He's there's, no yeah, way to, there's no way to... There's no way to, that you don't retire there, in my opinion. Uh, like, I don't think...
1: Yeah, there's no point in fighting. Uh, Tyron, we wish you the best, man, in all your endeavors. And I, we really do hope you win this fight. But we want to get on to someone that deserves all the accolades and all the the respect in this conversation steep a you beautiful firefighting son of a bitch you i need you to win this fight because i went to bat for you the other night and probably cost myself a friendship (laughs) i need you to come out and prove me right i want to talk about one of the most under still amazing one of the most underappreciated fighters to ever grace us as a champion steep a one of zach's favorites zach doesn't like a lot of things i've seen zach kick a dolphin one day when we went to the aquarium everyone else loves dolphin
0: I will not go to an aquarium. That is an absolute <laughs> fucking animal prison. <laughs> I like, and I take that as a hard stance.
1: <laughs> Stepe versus Francis Ngannou 2. lot to break down here. We ru- we didn't rush through the other show. I felt like we gave the people who deserve respect the respect they deserve. We put respect on their name. But we're going to have to camp out here for a second, folks, because this isn't something that I can just allow to be glossed over. Francis Ngannou is an amazing athlete. He's a specimen. He is not a fluke fighter. I don't agree with that. He came into the game really, really older than most people probably do come in training mixed martial arts. And he picked it up extremely well. Most famously, he learned how to do a, a standing arm bar in the locker room before he used it. In an actual fight in the UFC, came out and used that actual, uh, used that actual technique to uh, defend a takedown. Basically, it flipped that poor son of a bitch over. By the way, when he did that, <laughs> famously, another great story about Francis Ngannou showed up to his gym in Paris. Right, he's an immigrant, uh, from, Cam- from Cameroon. Shows up to a gym, I believe owned by a Cameroon trainer, and uh, he says he wants to be a boxer. That was his original goal, mm-hmm. and he was a. Uh, he looked up to Mike Tyson, wanted to be the next Mike Tyson. And, you know, I you know, they didn't give us too much detail in the story, but I'm assuming that maybe the, the striking chops weren't there. And then the coach said, hey, have you ever thought about doing MMA? And Francis Ngannou famously said, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and, so he, and he showed him. And then it was off to the races, man. Like, this guy has done something impressive. Came into the UFC, won the heavyweight division for other people, for the uninitiated needed a real villain and he unfortunately he wasn't that guy but he was a scary son of a bitch right? <laughs> <laughs> like that let's let's be honest right yeah dude they, he's they, legitimately
0: he's scary. scary
1: he is the freaking anthony rumble johnson of the heavyweight division when this guy showed up from his first knockout to his first loss of stipe i knew he was going to lose this fight but i was like man they needed this in the heavyweight division again they haven't had yeah. someone
0: make a huge people, run
1: yes exactly that people were terrified of i mean uh, let, let's be honest with ourselves right the ream is still looking for the bit of his soul that got knocked out of him when he fought for instance and got him
0: curtis it is somewhere that, in, in the rafters of whatever fucking stadium that was in for sure Come on. Come on.
1: I would not want to get hit by this man <laughs> under any circumstance. No, but the problem no. is Steve A. is a complete fighter. He's a complete fighter. Yeah. That's that he is. If you're not bought into it by now, then you are obviously just not paying attention. This man fought the second greatest light heavyweight of all time. Sure. Arguably a man who could have been. The second, who is the second greatest heavyweight of all time, who only went down in light heavyweight to accommodate his best friend, Kane, Kane Velasquez, is, yeah. and not wanting to fight him. And if we're to b- believe any of the uh, gym rumors, and I believe DC is probably lying on himself, he's always said that Kane has gotten the best of him. That's not what I heard. I heard they were legendary fights, and it didn't always go Kane's way. But Stipe beat him two out of three times, True. and the second time beat him convincingly. There's a huge build-up here for a second, folks, because Zach is going to get really, really, really mean. And I'm just trying to get you, you guys all <laughs> Mean? Did you say mean? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get mean. I'm I'm trying to give you all the facts. Francis Ngannou is a great, great fighter. Yeah. But I, I, I do not see him making it out of the second round. I think Stipe finishes him this time. Whoa. I think- <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I think Stipe wants to prove a point, and I think... That Stipe is looking at Francis and Gano as the second toughest test of his career, but he's gonna go in there and show him all the respect he deserves. Which is a dangerous guy with a guy like Stipe. Like you don't want him coming in there thinking that you're a credible threat because I think he puts it all together and he's going. I think he fin. I think he finishes him. Now I don't think he finishes him with punches. I think he might sub Francis this time. Really? I really. He doesn't. Really he
0: doesn't do. have a sub in his entire career.
1: Who? Uh, nope.
0: No. Zero nope. submissions his entire career, uh, good wrestler, you know, not quite DC level, right? DC is an Olympic wrestler, where um, stipe is. DC a,
1: doesn't have that many subs in his career. He's got one or two, I believe. Yeah, no,
0: I'm not saying that, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a he, DC is one of the people who uses his wrestling to make it, to keep Absolutely. it on the feet, right? And uh, stipe yeah. Stepe is very good at that as well. Uh, I don't think Stepe has taken down every
1: single one of his opponents he's ever fought.
0: I think right take, so,
1: didn't need to take, like, take Verdoom down. I don't know what the strategy was from Verdum with the uh Russian
0: Russian <laughs> Yeah, I saw that recently on um on the MMA subreddit was I've never seen X amount of Brazilian fans go so quiet so fast yeah. where he yeah. knocked he just knocked him out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Was- I, I don't know if he finishes them, right? I'm not gonna put that claim out into the universe. And I'm definitely oh. not putting a second round finish into the, the universe, but there is no doubt that Stepe is a more a more well-rounded fighter and a more yeah. complete fighter than than Francis is. Francis is a power hitter, sloppy striking most of the time, right? Can can do some things that, that look pretty clean and pretty nice. The that that what the fuck is it? Like a shovel hook that he hit on Overeem is one yeah. of the most insane punches ever because it's so fast and hits so hard. Yeah. But you're not going to get Stipe in a, in that position, right? You're, yeah. you're just you're not going to Stipe walked through his punch in, in the first fight. Um were, oh, but he was in wars with DC. Yes, he was in wars with DC, but he was in plenty of wars prior to the to the Francis fight as well, right? Yeah. Like you you can't, you know, two wars, three wars with DC. I don't think. Well, the first one wasn't a war. Let's be fair; he got knocked out clean. And it was over fairly quickly. The second two were were very, very good fights. But there's nothing that I've seen that makes me think that this fight goes any differently than the first one. It just doesn't. He won convincingly in the first one. So convincingly that I was actually really questioning as to why this fight was even happening again. Um, But I guess there's nothing else in in heavyweight for Stipe, honestly.
1: He worked his way back up, man. He beat uh, the other four guys that are
0: right. <laughs> I mean, right, the other four guys plus John coming in, right? Yeah. The only if, the only exciting thing about this fight is whoever wins this fight. Now, to be fair, if Francis wins, they should go to a trilogy with Stipe, although right. I think the UFC would do Stipe pretty dirty and they wouldn't make that happen like first, first chance they get. Yeah, they're, they're doing him di- as dirty as they possibly can um but the the idea of a stepe versus john jones mega fight is one of the most exciting things in the sport at the moment
1: absolutely i i i agree here's the thing right so if i'm looking at the the past victory for each guy, there are more paths to victory for Stipe. Maybe sure. there're only two or three, but it's, you know, he could outstrike him. He could attempt to do that. I don't think that would be the brightest thing to do because after a while he's going to get tired. Stipe, hit. Not... Stipe gets hit.
0: Stepe gets hit, right? Stipe gets yeah. hit. That is, that is that is a known fact. Yeah. But Stipe has better striking than Francis.
1: Absolutely. And if he's putting com- if we're just talking about striking, if he's putting combos on Francis, he could outpoint him. Or maybe I don't know if he could finish him. I've he, I, I'll just say he could outpoint him, right? I've never seen True. Francis get get hurt before, but I think Stebe can beat him up yeah, on I the feet so. if that was a path, most dangerous path to victory. Second one, he could hold him, right? He could literally, if he decided to, he could literally hold Francis up against the fence, hold him down, and just skate to victory. He could do that if he wanted to, based on what we've seen with Francis's ground game. Now, before you go to, not you, the proverbial you, before people start going to, well, Kane uh, Velasquez tried to, Take Francis down and he failed. Problem with that was there's was a good chance Kane blew his knee out on that takedown. Right? We don't know, but Francis managed to stay upright yeah. and it was bad. It was no, bad timing. Here's the know. real answer
0: to that question. Sipa <laughs> has already done it. He has yes. already laid the path on victory versus the guy who hits potentially the second hardest in the, in the division. Right? I won't. Right. I won't give. I won't discredit Derek Lewis because I do think Derek Lewis probably hits hits harder because he's obscene taken souls from people as well. And then obviously you got to, you got to count for Mark Hunt back in the day too. Oh, um, uh,
1: walk off, walk off. Perfect. We've already,
0: we've already seen the fight. I, I don't see anything, any advancement. Cause I mean, we all, I mean, to be fair, we haven't been allowed to see any advancement in Francis because he ends fight right. so quickly. So we, how right. is his takedown defense? How is, you know, how is his chain right. wrestling when it comes to that? How is he going to get right. back up when he gets taken down? We right.
1: don't know. We don't know. No, if yeah. we're looking at Francis's path to victory, there is. We've only seen one, one path. Right. One path, right? And it's, it's not even a path that I'm comfortable with, right? It's literally based off the one-hitter quitter. He has yeah. to stop Stepe with one punch, and that's the arsenal he has. It's not because I don't believe that he can't strike. I've never seen any evidence that he throws combos to set up anything. It's always been the one-hitter quitter. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling. I'm you not, what <laughs> not you. I'm talking about the proverbial you. <laughs> Don't get it, it. Is what it is. But folks, we got to be realistic about this thing. Now there is an opportunity. There is a chance, right, that Francis comes out and proves me wrong. True. Him and Thomas. You know, Stipe may be laying next to Thomas Almeida, <laughs> right? <laughs> he could very well. Yeah, there before.
0: is. There is a very. There is a decent chance of that, right? There absolutely yeah. is. Uh, and you never discredit a power puncher because they they can just pull it out of nowhere and and end a fight, right? Right. You've seen Derek Lewis win fights in the last three seconds that he was losing, right? He's the best example of it. But, dude, I I just don't see it. Now, we should mention that Stipe is coming in 30 pounds under what Francis is. Francis weighs in at 265, right, or 260, whatever he weighed in at. And Stipe weighed in at 234. But to counter that, we have to note that he looked even better in the in the third DC fight when he came in even even uh, lighter. So cardio, you know,
1: cardio was there. Everything was there. Right,
0: right. Also, Stepe has a has a very good uh, a track record of making adjustments in fights to yep. go forward and win fights. So yep. yeah, there's so many paths to victory here for Stepe, including outstriking him. Let's be fair. Um, yeah,
1: he's he's just gonna he's gonna tie him up you know yeah, tie him minute,
0: up it, dump him and and take him to the ground right that's essentially yeah. the way that you that's a way it's the way that you beat a boxer right <laughs> uh I,
1: that's that's what i think about doing every time i get into a conflict with someone even though shout out to king cash i will give him the the proper respect he deserves i shot a sloppy uh takedown on cash and uh he cinched up my neck quick as possible now in my own defense i broke his grip as quickly as it, as quick as i could possibly can but i, I remember going huh that was a bad mood on my part. <laughs> I, should really, I should really not be lazy. And Stepe can't be lazy with his takedowns. Sure. Everything has to be perfect, crisp, right? Crisp. Right? Yeah. It, has be, it has to be perfect. Here's the problem, though, right, man? If Francis does win. Oh, I'm not ever coming back to the show again. <laughs> like I've, I've, uh, I'm just going to put
0: a close sign uh, over our banner and move on with my life. <laughs>
1: I've yeah. talked too much shit at this point. I'm
0: going to turn, turn out to uh, greener pastures. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: if he does win, man, I know they're itching to make that Francis versus John fight, right? They, they, they want, want, which they want that Which does Stipe
0: too. so fucking dirty, too. Which which yeah. does him so, so dirty. It's it's actually absurd, right? If the DC fight gets run back the third time, then there is no reason for the Stipe Francis fight to not get run back. Uh
1: <laughs> but here's the crazy thing, man. But we're not gonna have to worry about that alternate reality, that elsewhere, because what's really gonna happen here is, even if it goes past the second round, and it, he drags A into deep waters, I think Stebe has, has the better intellig- cardio, better cardio and the intelligence. Seen that to weather the storm and to win this fight. So I, I'm comfortably picking Steve. I'm yeah. picking. This is the first time I think in history on this show. I could be wrong. Where I've picked a round. But for some reason, I feel like is going to get out of there by the second round. I think that he comes in, and if he gets him on the ground and he gets top position early in the first round and just starts working him, he's going to break Francis early. This is a fight
0: that we a long time ago said will tell the way that this fight goes by the first uh, clinch, and absolutely is is 100% the case. If Stipe goes in, gets him in a clinch, and just dumps them then i'll agree with the second round or first or second rounds, first three rounds for sure um finish but if it goes where francis kind of breaks the clinch pretty easily early then you know we're seeing championship rounds in my opinion but yeah. I, yeah. I still think even if it goes to decision if it gets that far uh, i still think stipe wins in the end i think stipe is a better point fighter uh, ultimately yeah. and i also think he's just a better well-rounded fighter i don't know how many times more we could say the same thing no, and there's here's not the thing. really so I, another argument to
1: be made about it, honestly. No, there isn't. And uh if you feel personal about it, I'll give you Zach's address, but I'll meet you out front because I don't want to fight on my property. I, I enjoy it and I don't want to lose it for any reason. But Steve A beats Francis. You can bet your whatever you want to bet, I don't give a shit, whatever you cherish in this world, that the first thing Dana says at that post fight is he announces the fight with Steve A and John. I guarantee it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it's the fight to make, right? If Stepe yeah. doesn't retire after.
1: Yeah, if he doesn't retire and hopefully because uh here's the thing, man, we never got to see Jones versus uh uh Jones versus uh Velasquez. But I need to see I need to see Jones versus Stepe. And a lot of people were like, well, "Why are you mixing the two divisions?" Because literally, man, what, the heavyweight division in MMA, baddest man on the planet. Yeah. I'm sure part of A wants to go. I'm not content with beating the second best light heavyweight ever, which is a hell of a thing to say. Which, uh, yeah, Daniel no, Cormier, I agree. <laughs> like Daniel Cormier is clearly the second best light heavyweight, sure, and a very di- dangerous four way dance that was going on in that division. Right. I want to see A get to, and I, I'm a Jones fan. But if he beats Jones, I just want it to be. I want him to be able to ride out A being the he on his horse and say goat yeah not not because espn said it not because this guy said it but because my record says it yeah
0: resume (laughs) record being in the hardest division ever right beating the guy that everyone thinks could beat everybody you know in multiple people in dc in francis in uh in john jones yeah i mean there's an argument to be made that he might be the best fighter of all time at, at that point. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, to hand,
0: hand John his first legitimate loss would be something that would be incredible.
1: Yeah, I, it's almost a uh, sacrosanct uh, melancholy that Israel not uh, Jan deserves all the credit, but I wish he would have finished Israel, and not because I like hate Israel. out that
0: that round but, goes on for thirty. If that if he took him down two minutes earlier in that round, he was finishing him
1: he would have right. got him out of there he would have got him out of there my point my point about that though is that i don't want stipe to go out like Jan, right Jan, in my opinion won multiple rounds in that fight now again this could be my implicit bias i have not watched the fight i see this thing where it looks like you know because adesanya threw uh the the more heavier punch he threw heavier punches there were a couple of hooks and he a couple of cross it. very technically sounds yeah. that that hurt I, they did. There's no way to say. I won't defend Jan. They heard him and they opened his eyes. But Jan had been tagging him consistently throughout that fight. Sure. I don't want the same thing for Stipe with Francis. I want Stipe to go out there and dominate this guy and get him out of there. And I want Francis and Gano to be champion one day. I just know that he's not going to be champion now. Right. But he, you know, he will more than likely be seeing Derek Lewis again. Who, by the way, apologies to you, Zach, I need to put some respect on Derek Lewis's name. I believe he's taking his fighting career way more serious now than he's ever done. Because I went back and watched that knockout of Curtis Blade, and that wasn't his usual slobber knocker. That was a beautifully timed uppercut. Like, like, I was like, whoa, Derek Lewis is... <laughs> that
0: no, dude, think? Derek Lewis, is, has, Derek Lewis is, is, is an incredible, incredible uh, species. I, I don't even know what to call him, man, because he's different. He's just built different than everyone else. <laughs> you I don't think I if we ever seen anyone just flip a switch and then progress so far in their career in four no, fights. Not, he is he has went from just the guy who's going to hit you real fucking hard to he's going to legitimately put combos on you. He could clearly throw kicks in in any aspect of the fight and is a legitimately good fighter now. Right? Yeah. Like he went from a he went from a spectacle to to someone yeah. that you want to watch fight because he's going to do some he's going to you got to fight really well.
1: I mean, if you're talking about comebacks, it's between him and Jan, right? Like so, if you if you just told Jan that, that he would be light heavyweight champion and like, "Hey, look man, he beat 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 a guy who gave Jon Jones real problems and could have arguably won that fight. Beat him, knocked him out, broke his nose and possibly his ribs. Oh, no, I he need...
0: definitely broke his ribs. It's <laughs> Dude, he kicked him once and his entire side was bruised. This is one of the most disgusting yeah, things
1: I've ever seen. Dominic Reyes uh, his, has a great poker face, but his poker face went straight out the window with that first body kick, and you could see he was like, oh, shit. Right? Like, <laughs> and I think that uh, I think we're going to see a look like that from Francis. Now, again, this is talking with a dad, and we've had some not great picks. When some it comes blunders. To this, some, this we spent thing, five
0: like, minutes <laughs> on how Megan Anderson could potentially beat Amanda Nunes. And never get that five minutes back we'll never get that normal in- 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 you guys and we apologize for that because holy
1: shit we wasted your time and i'm not gonna waste any- i'm not gonna waste any more of our time zach give me your uh give me your main event picks i mean uh your main card picks right now man put them on the record babe.
0: uh i'm taking malarkey because he has a great last name uh right. jillian robertson thomas almeida Vincente Luque,
1: and i'm gonna take stipe all right i'm going Stepe out of nostalgia i'm going tyron woodley i think he has a, pa- a clear path to victory i unfortunately am going thomas almeida even though i know sean o'malley is now going to beat the shit out of my guy <laughs> 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 and uh, i'm gonna go with jillian robertson and i'm gonna go with malarkey as well because that face man he just looks like a man not to be trifled with yeah, it has a great last name great last name uh, no more malarkey no more tom Fury. <laughs> No more Ballyhoo. You got anything else from Big Guy before we sign off for the evening? No. No, I I think I think we're good. I think that was a good show. I think it was a good show, too. Uh, listen, to all my conservative friends, uh, you guys have been driving Zach crazy at the official talking with the dad Twitter, and uh, to all the thoughts that have somehow made it into our time stream. I don't was, know how you people that got that there, but I'll be, I will be doing some house cleaning, blocking you all. If you want to reach us from this point forward, join the Discord jump in there have some conversation with us <laughs> come to the ig right you can follow us on ig where we post some memes and stuff mostly fight pics and promotion for the video but if you want direct contact with us discord is the way to do it folks facebook page is live you can go to talking with a dad at facebook and the website talking with a com. please stop bombarding zach timeline he doesn't like a lot of twitter no, I, I don't look at the twitter anymore <laughs>
0: I logged on the Twitter and it was, all, it was all conservative politics and I was like, nope, go back over to mine where it's all ridiculous. Thanks everyone for watching and have a great whatever the hell time of day it is for you.